BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. So... The DeMar Hamlin debacle, right? Oh, I don't think debacle. I can call it a debacle. That sounds mean. The guy got murdered. <coughs> <laughs> the receiver that hit him, the receiver that hit him, or he hit, whatever, was the last player I had on my team that week. That player needed eight points to get me into the Super Bowl. Well, being as they canceled the game, I lost the game. Oh, it is kind of a debacle for you. So it was a debacle for me. It was life-altering, not life-changing. Just it <laughs> altered it. It changed the course. It changed the course of what my year could have looked like last year. Okay. But um, the next week, both teams end up playing in the Super Bowl. I outscored by like 80 points. So regardless or not, if T. Higgins would have played – Finished that game. He would have scored his eight points. I know he would have. He was a lock for like 15 every week. I'd have won $800. But instead, I only won 100 bucks. Life-altering, not life-changing. <laughs> but still. <laughs> um, and it's all because a guy died on the football field. Allegedly. He, yeah, he's... <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. Uh, I mean, he did die, right? I think he did have to be resuscitated. Twice, right? I want to say that's right. So, I mean, he did die. He just didn't stay dead, allegedly. I don't know. Hmm. Now you got me thinking. Yeah. Different. T- Who'd they have? Fucking Future on Super Bowl halftime? Ooh. Who was yeah, that it's guy? Interesting. I don't Who know. Who was that guy? I don't know. Like I said, uh, I do like a good conspiracy. Yeah. And so, like, when they pulled. Now, granted, he was, like, basically covered. But, like, he does have, like, tattoos that can't be covered. Yeah. And those tattoos were not on that person. Really? So it it didn't look like the same guy to me. Hmm. Now, I don't... But the thing about it is, like, why it's not really a conspiracy for me... Uh-huh. Whether he's there or not, whether that was him or not... Yeah. What is there to gain? What is there to lose? Nothing. So it's not even, like... Maybe we could lose football from it, maybe? You think? 
I mean, that was traumatic. Like, when in football history have you had, like, on live television an ambulance come out on the field? Never. But I'm thinking to lose football for me would be would be life-changing, not altering. It would be life-changing. Hmm. You know, I'm, I've told you before, probably on here, that I'm a huge football gambler. I'm a avid watcher. I'm just – it's part of my life, I guess, at that time of year. Right, I alter my life to watch football often. You cool with? Uh, do you like? Would you prefer to physically be there, or are you cool with just watching it on TV? Depends on the game. If it's a small game, I'd prefer to be there. If it's a big game, I'd prefer to watch it on TV. It's kind of backwards. It is very backwards. But in my, um, are you eating that frog, bro? I can't tell. My bad. Um, the crowd. The crowds are huge. Yeah. Your hours in traffic. Your hours getting out of the stadium. Oh, you've been to a pro game? Yeah. Hell yeah. I went to Oakland. No way. Yeah, I went to Oakland in Buffalo. Oakland versus Buffalo in Oakland. Yeah. How? What was you doing in California? Uh, actually, I was removing the double-decker bridge that connected San Francisco to Oakland. The collapse in the 89 World Series earthquake. Are you kidding me? No. Dead serious. <laughs> I was there for like nine months. How'd you get hooked up with that? Dem- demolishing that motherfucker. Uh, Burkhalter. Rigging. Huh. I worked there for like ten years. That was the second to last job I had while I worked there, actually. And I was there for nine months. I lived in an apartment on top of a strip mall in... Oakland, drive across the bay to San Francisco, go down to the little wharf or whatever the hell it is, dock, bay thing, get on a barge, or actually get on a boat, ride out to a barge, and we just start taking this thing down, piece by piece by piece, by piece by piece. It's not as fast as it sounds, I promise. It's very, it's very long. I bet there was a lot to it. It was Nine a Nine months. Yeah. How big of a crew would you say? Seven guys. And y'all had y'all were at the sole contract on that? No. About to say uh, it we sounds had, like it'd be multiple contracts. There, there was no, we only had another one more contract on it and they were they were only there for demo. Oh. We were the only rigging crew. That's cool. Burkhalter got like, a big gig out in Cali. Huge gig. You know, Burkhalter's not a thing anymore. Right. So but yeah, that was their last their last big job, for sure. Because you can, there's a time lapse on YouTube of it coming down. And it's actually really interesting how it works. Basically, what it was, it was just like Lego blocks. That was the, pretty much the idea. It wasn't literally Lego blocks, but, but that was, that was essentially cool how if it was. was. And, and they had holes in the side. What, what you would do, you would, there's these hydraulic forks that go in the side, raise it up, and you, there's like a, I can't think of the word. Something that rolls another block under it anyways. And you would set it down. Huh. And the cylinders would come out, go back under it. Um, like an assembly line, you know? What is that thing called? Fucking... The rollers. Yeah. Uh, uh, what's the thing called that just... It's a rolling pin. Fuck no, that ain't what I'm talking about. I know what you're talking about. I can see it in my mind, but uh, that what don't... What meat rolls down the line on, you know? <laughs> and <laughs> car parts and... 
whatever. I don't work. I don't know. I don't work in that the shit. assembly line. Yeah, basically, it was kind of like that, but it was just. God damn it! I hate when I have this brain fart. I'm farting with you, dude. It's crazy. But <laughs> anyway, so. Um, Benny that, the Jet. That was that, and I ended up going to a Washington, uh, uh, California, Berkeley. You know where Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers went to college, Cal. Wow. I went to one of those games, and they were playing the... the you sit on Poor Man Hill? I don't know what that is. I think that's Cal. There, there's one of those schools out in California where, like, they call it Poor Man Hill. It's like you sit on this mountainside because it's, like, uh, on the side of the stadium. Yeah. You bring a lawn chair, and you just watch the game free on that mountain. Really? Conveyor is what I'm thinking. Conveyor, yeah, there you go. Um yeah, conveyor belt. Golly. Conveyor. So, yeah, there's We're a conveyor. A out here. I know, but it's just a brain farting place. But anyway, so, yeah, I go to Cal because it was, it was college season. I was like, you know what? I've only ever been to SEC games. I want to see what the atmosphere is like. Does Pac-12 it, football sucks. I was, about to say, I was about to say. Period. When it the sucks. SEC network, when they wrote their slogan out, it just means more, I, I they were 100% correct. Yeah. I'd say so. Because when I talk to my friends from like the Northeast about college football, they don't give a crap. No. No, they like their Buffalo Bills. They like their New York Jets. Right. But, you know, they don't care nothing about Penn or whoever no. else, you know. And right. around here, it's like, we don't care nothing about the Falcons for real. Yeah, they suck. Yeah. If the Falcons or the Saints were good, you might have more fans. I mean, the New Orleans people are super big on them. I mean, that just seems emotionally stressful to have like – a football team, the Saints, right, in town, and be an LSU Tiger fan that's right up the street, that would be fucking horrendous to me. Yeah. If you think both of them lose, if, I take it huge when Arkansas loses. Do you it's really? bad. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've gotten better over the years, but I've broke, on occasions I've broken many, many personal items, recliners. I don't uh, think I've ever broke anything over Alabama losing. And it's bad because you know what? You would think you would have torn up more than me. I just because I would. You would think I would fucking get used to it, right? I come up in the dark ages of Alabama, the Shula days, yeah, when, like the late nineties, early two thousands, four saving when we sucked. Yeah, but you were young, right? Yeah. So I'm saying, as a grown, adult, but it was cool. Like like two thousand seven when we got that ship or whatever. Two thousand nine. Yeah, that's about that, right? So around the time you I was, was graduating, I was high graduating school. high school, right. like we were the shit. Yeah. So every time, ever since you've been a fully grown adult, my team's been prime. Your team has been fire. Yeah. Ever since I've been a fully grown adult, I think the best we've gotten is number three, which is uh, also the year that I broke the recliner. We lost in the Sugar Bowl to Ohio State, and I was uh, fucking pissed. <laughs> <laughs> Just put it to you, frankly, I've gotten better. I've gotten better, but I've acted an ass in front of countless, countless guests during football games. I've showed my ass a few times. Um, I, just, I showed my ass in Bryant Denny. I'll tell you this. Let me open the show. Really? How about that? Did it again. Welcome you <laughs> to Porch Talk. I'm so glad you're here. Uh, this is your host, Alan. Uh, Porch Fest is this weekend, April 14th and 15th. That is a Friday and a Saturday. I'd love for you to come. 5 to 10 on Friday. Noon to 10 at Munson & Brothers in Columbus, Mississippi, downtown. Come to Porch Fest. I'd love to meet you. Love to greet you. Come hear some music. Come buy some art. Come hang out. This is a TC3 experience. As you've heard, I have none other than my right-hand man here, Tyler Copeland. What's good? What's going on, brother? 
we in here we are in here and he's yeah. working up the idea of his podcast and like we're we're gonna be uh we're gonna be deep in the sheets because we're gonna have the trio we're gonna have porch talk man up and uncultured swine is that all we're missing is the trifecta you think i think and Before then yeah i think that's what it is father son and the holy ghost yeah does that make me the holy ghost i want to be the son i feel like you're the father i would be the father wouldn't i, I feel like yeah <laughs> Does that make me yeah. the Holy Ghost? <laughs> yeah, dude, be the Holy Ghost. Oh, I gotta be, because Jake's the son. Wow. I guess it makes me the grandson, but... We are uh, committing all kinds of sins here. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it at all. Let's use another analogy. Oh, yes, please. Gosh. Trifectus. The trifecta. But yeah, uh... Wow, that was very sacrilegious. I'm uh, sorry, God. Yeah, I apologize. I've done a whole lot more than that today, probably, but I'm sorry about that, too. Yeah, that was the worst one, I think. Well, you did pretty good today. Me? Yeah, if that was the worst. Pretty slow Traffic. Day. Dude, I, I ride around in a work truck a lot, and I probably say a whole lot of things about I my, say a whole lot of things. About just, my fellow man that ain't nice. They just don't... Um, they don't hold much water to me, you know what I mean? There's yeah, it's things, just me and my car. It ain't like they heard it. Yeah, I'm there's certain things to me that I feel like... Uh, very impersonal. Hold a little more... And I don't have road rage. Like, I'll, I'll like if someone sits at a stoplight after it's been green for five seconds, I'm not like I honk my horn and lose my shit. Oh, I hate that shit. But I, I am gonna be like, I wish you would go. I don't. I don't personally mind waiting on somebody. I do, however, mind being honked at. Something being honked at pisses me off. Yes, there's something about being having your horn blowed at me it gives me a sense of PTSD for some reason. It reminds me of getting into a car wreck. When I hear a horn, I'm just freaking out. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. what the fuck? What's going to happen to me? And yeah. Oh, nothing. There's just a dickhead behind you, just impatient as shit. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's been a... Actually, my work day was very uneventful. It was, it was fast. The morning was very fast. It, it went from 6.30 to 8.30 in a matter of like four seconds. It was like shit was just happening all around me. Hey, Tyler. Hey, Tyler. Hey, Tyler. I need you. I need you. I need you. It's like, okay, cool. At around 9 o'clock place died no one asked for me again the rest of the day to me that it makes for a huge day a long fucking day so the way i do these festivals now is immediately after this one's over yeah i'm already planning the next one uh-huh. so i'm already reaching out to musicians and comedians and letting artisans and artists know like hey we're gonna do it again i don't know the location yet will you go ahead and commit like and give them you know like i don't even know the week yet. Don't even know the days yet. But let's go ahead and commit to the last half of April. Can we do that, right? Yeah. And we know it's going to be a Friday and a Saturday. And then, like, as it gets closer to sign, when I'm six months out, the freakout begins. Oh, wow. Because now, like, I'm actually booking. I'm talking money. Uh, we're trying to get sponsors, trying to find donors, trying to make everything fall into place. And then that last month, it's like work day. Like, yeah. all this week, my mornings have been like that. Show up at 8, 8.30. Next thing you know, it's lunchtime. Yeah. Half the day's gone. Now, the second half of the day kind of drags. Drags, but, yeah. But, dude, from, like, being a month out from the festival, uh-huh. all the planning's done. And I've been doing this for four years now. And so I'm waiting on people to tell me that, unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to make it. Something's happened. And then I have to find, Scramble some, and find, someone find else. somebody else. And then on top of that is like I can't control the weather. True. 
So there's that. But it looks like we're going to have pretty good weather. Good. So it's going to rain tomorrow, right? It is going to rain tomorrow. But Friday and Saturday is supposed to be clear. Good. So, good, uh, good, good. But yeah, it's like, and I love it. And the thing I say about every festival, immediately after it's over, although I'm already thinking about the next one, if you ask me, man, can't wait for the next one. This was the last one. <laughs> I'm not going, I'm not putting myself through this again. And you just constantly do it. Yeah. But I'm already working on the next one. Of course you are. <laughs> it's part of the, it's the nature of the beast, right? Yep. It's like we're not doing this shit again. Yeah, it's over. Hope you en- hope you enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed it. It's Firefest. Yeah, it's, we're done. We're it's over before it started. But yeah, I I totally feel that on like the work days. And this week, like when you approach like the two week period of like, and I guess it's almost like Christmas to me. I'm sure. And uh, you you would think it would be a drag. No, everything's fast forward. Really? Like, this week, flown by. Last week, flown by. And I have had so much bad news given to me over the past week, Tyler. Cancellations and stuff. Cancellations and such. No, no, no. no. Like, personally. <clears throat> I, I don't really want to get into it on okay. the show. I'll tell you after. But, like, um, like family members giving me, like, bad health reports. and. Oh, dude. Don't even. Know, don't even. I got, stuff like that. It's I like, got three. Could, could you not hold that? Yeah. You know? I got three in one phone call. It's 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 live. It is, and as we get older, you're only gonna get more. You're gonna get more. I'm used to it now. Like I want to tell you, I was alive, bro. I was alive for both sets of great grandparents. I had uh, I had both great grandparents on my dad's side, and I had my great grandma on my mom's side. My great grandfather was alive. I just I never got never to meet been. him. Okay. Yeah. But my great grandma on my mom's side, she was a wild one. Really? Yeah. Like uh my cousins that hung out over there with her, they were the one that taught me about the bird. They told me that's how you called Spider Man. This bird? Yeah. Oh wow. They're like, you throw that up, Spider Man's gonna call. No way. I was like, Hell yeah. So I was just like throwing it around all the time. Bird like, Come on, Spider Man, show up, dog. Where you at, bro? But uh, she raised Bobcats, dude. Wow. And she, uh, I know you're fairly familiar with, like, demographics of the area, but she also lived right off Pickensville, like, right on the river. And really? so, like, she had a cool rocking ass trailer. And I remember going there as a kid, and, like, the backyard's fenced up, like, full of bobcat kittens. Holy shit. And it was, it was always a trip, dude. That's crazy. That is insane. It seems scary a little. It was a hell of an experience to be, like, eight years old. But I mean, so there. So then you've had... Terrible life experience. Yeah. You know, most people are not born with their great-grandparents. Yeah, that's Most fair. people yeah. are born into late 20, early 30 parents, right? Yeah. I would want to say. And then I get a hold of these young, wild, little freaky-dicky mother, you know. I don't know if that's what they were or not. They were just young and in love. <laughs> 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 out I come. And they're like, well, I don't guess we're in love anymore. Maybe we should split. But still, I had everybody. And then, so my dad had three brothers, two sisters. Big family. My mother has three brothers. So I had a subtotal of six uncles, which I don't know if that's big or not. I mean, I guess it is. But Pretty now, at currently, I have zero great-grandparents, zero grandparents, one parent, I've lost one uncle, 
I've lost one ant. I'm on the cusp of losing another one. At this point, you get pretty fucking good at taking bad news. Yeah, it's kind of like that sucks. But it like, and but with this, it's <clears throat> it's kind of different. I know I'm being selfish, but it's like, why are you breaking this news to me a week before my? Christmas? Oh no, I completely. Agree. You know, it's like you yeah. couldn't save that for after. Well, you know, my call came at the Burt Kreischer concert. Why does it always hit like that? I don't know, but I'm about but, to go do. I'm about to have maximum amount of fun, and yeah. you gonna hit me with this bullshit? Like she calls, she goes, "Hey, baby," and I was like, "Hey, baby." And, <laughs> How are you? I'm fantastic. It's like talking to Betty Crocker or something, you know. I just wanted to check on you. And I was like, well, that's very sweet of you there, baby. And we just keep going back and forth. And she goes, well, I got bad news. And I was like, well, I don't want it right now. I'll call you back tomorrow. No, you won't. She goes, oh, she was like, okay. I was like, I can't have bad news right now. You're fixing to ruin my whole night. I don't want this night ruined. I've been looking forward to this night for a year. Do not ruin it for me. I refuse. I will hang up on you mid-sentence, you motherfucker, you. Oh, dude, I got to tell you, dude, This and this, as I get older, um, my dad always told me, you probably heard this too, Tyler. He said, uh, son, when you when you grow up, especially, you know, you'll get early, early 20s, late 20s, in your 30s, when everybody is getting married, getting their, with children, you're going to find out that you were really blessed to have one true friend. Yeah. And I gotta say, dude, I hit the lottery. Like, really? I've got a lot of people. I, you know, oh yeah, yeah, for like sure. Like I've I've got quite a few friends. Like I know I could call and drop them a dime. You know, they got my back. Right. And so, like, my lead guitar player. Like, uh, uh, I got home from work last night late, and I shot him a text because <clears throat> I, I just have not had the time to like record the set and send it to him the way I'm gonna play it. Right. And I was apologizing for that, and I was like, "Dude, I've got, I've I've been dealing with bad news, uh, personal stuff, family stuff. It's just like it's hit me all at once." And I was like, "I just I've been dealing." And he calls me today on my lunch break, and he said, "Dude, I want you to know, I took Friday off. He's only supposed to be at the festival on Saturday." Right. He said, "I'm I'm bringing my son. We're gonna help you with the festival." And he said, "If it ever gets too hot in that desert." You let me know, and I'll come get in the desert with you. Hell yeah. And he said, and I'm showing you that this weekend. You always need a spritzer, you know what I'm saying? So shout out to my main man, Dave, dude. Hell yeah. You always need a guy That's with, a, a homie. with a little water bottle, you know, that yeah. take care of you a little bit. That's all right right there. Yeah. For sure. And I've, and I've got many like it, you know. Hell yeah. And, I, and I'd go toe-to-toe for them, too. You for know? sure. Oh, hell yeah. So, I mean, happy, happy, happy part of that. For sure. No doubt. Hell yeah. That's but uh, yeah, man, it's like it just seems like every time you get geared up for like an event or what I would say your Christmas or it's supposed to be, you know, your time to shine. It's like you get a whole lot of things at once that just want to tear you down. You know, I think it's just the world, though, right? It really is. Trying to make you can't get you can't fly too close to that sun. <coughs> no, but as long as you can come out of it, man. Yeah, that's the key. Don't let it pull you down. That's it. You got to be gotta, able to get back up. You got to grow. Fuck yeah. And you did. You gained at least two inches this week, I swear. Dude, I'm uh, taller in water. <laughs> hey, well, you're winning. That's oh, called winning. I'm getting in there. You're like the size of David Allen Cole right now, I would imagine. Ooh-wee. I don't know. He's he's big. He's a big dude, right? Uh, I would assume so. Is he dead? He's not dead, is he? I wouldn't want to disparage him if he was. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> I wouldn't want to talk bad about him either no. way. David Allen Coe, I, I would uh, say he was probably pushing 300. I don't know. He's a big dude. He's tall, too. He's a big fella. Like, wow. That's one thing I get away with. Like, uh, dude, I'm probably like 230, 240 area. Really? I'm 230? I'm Believe. probably more than that then, for real. I'm 230. I'm probably 240, 250 then. I'm 231. But, like, I got so much height, I can throw it and yeah. I can throw it around a little bit. Yeah, that's how I feel. I'm just like, there's just directly the right proportion where I don't look yeah. like Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. Yeah. But not in great shape. It don't bother me, really. As it don't bother me. I, I do want to do something attack. about the, I want to do something about the moobs. Not big on the man boobs. Yeah, I was thinking about doing some. I was thinking about getting me a actually not thinking about it i've actually asked the wife to get me a bench because i bought some dumbbells oh, i was going to do some, some just some small stuff we some, might have to get together and eat some, get just some together. chest workout you know yeah let's tone it up i'm not i'm not uh too good to go back to the club or something if you wanted to do that in the afternoons oh, I don't, gym i've or, never been on like a gym membership kind of guy man it's so cheap it's 15 dollars a month Fifteen dollars a month, and it's unlimited access. Or we could just pump out some damn dumbbell, damn whatever. I don't care. Something's better than nothing, in my opinion. I think so too, dude. I've uh, I haven't been consistent, but I've been doing like sit up and push ups. I've been doing nothing. Very inconsistently, but I, I will like when I when I get the fire. I'll do them until I can't do no more, and I'll rest, and then I'll do them until I can't do no more. How many can you do until you can't do no more? I bet I can do seven. I, I think I did 12, 12 push-ups, and those last five were really cheating. Okay. I was going to say, because I... I'm, dude, I am out of shape. I, I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. If I, if I can do a cold seven in a row, I would feel accomplished <laughs> And that is so shit. And I don't feel good about that. No, I don't either, but I'm just being honest here. I mean, there's But no at the same look. time, I don't really care. Yeah. I mean, I'm not I'm not a triathlete or nothing, so it really don't matter how many fucking push-ups. Because I, I don't remember what comedian said it, and it might have been a movie. I think it was Grown Ups, and I think it might have been uh, uh, the fatter guy in the film. But uh, Kevin James? Kevin James. Yeah, that's it. And he said, I got one fight left in me. Yeah. And I'm saving that for the line at Burger King. <laughs> 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 facts i mean that is a fact i don't i don't i don't want to be the best athlete or the best worker outer anymore like i i feel like i burned that bridge a long time ago uh, not to say that i ever was i never was but i gave i gave up the, the chance to ever even think about it because i didn't ever try you know what i'm saying yeah i never tried so i never was so i never can even i can't even bitch about anything right now but i would like you know just personal like if i was going to talk about men's fitness or like encourage people to not be fat pieces of shit yeah to not be a fat piece of shit right that would just make sense well i mean i i went when i went to basic training in uh 2005 6 2006 5 whatever i got to where i could do like 60 yeah con- continuously granted i was 18 years old yeah but if you think 50 or 60 compared to the hot seven i can do at 35 years old that is or 36 i'm one of them <laughs> I'm thirty something. I think thirty five. I'll be thirty six in June, I think. But anyways, seven. A hot seven. Yeah. If I'd have just kept banging them out all over all these years, I could probably do like four hundred in a row. But instead I was like, I don't really care how many push ups I can do. Yeah. It's not impressive to me. Yeah. 
Uh, also, older I get, like the least I'm impressed with shit like that Physical anyway. Fitness? Huh? With like physique? Well, not only physique, but or just like things in life that I guess people really get off on. It's and it, it kind of boils under this. I think me and you may have talked about this. Is uh, you know, like when people, maybe it's even a family gathering. It might even be family, but like, how's your little music thing going? How's your little podcast? It's like, well, the last little music thing I did made me so and so amount of money, and that last little podcast I did draws in so much a month. Tell me, tell me a little bit about your little teaching gig. Right. Yeah. <laughs> why are you talking? Why are you talking shit? Yeah, I hate it. I hate it. That reminds me of like when somebody says, well, "How are you doing your little video games?" It's like, mm. <laughs> you right? <laughs> yeah, you right. I'll never be an esports champion, but you, sir, yeah, you, you at least do make money off the shit. Yeah. Oh man, that yeah, that's it's. Very patronizing to act like that. Yeah. How's your little podcast? Well, my little podcast. Fourteen million on YouTube. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, baby. <laughs> Fourteen million and counting. And counting. <laughs> so I don't Put know. About, your, I don't. I don't know about little. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Yeah. Twenty five hundred in February. And on, and on top of that, dude, like I mean, Port Salk is predominantly audio and then you like look at the numbers like per episode and like whatever that gain is. But the one thing, like whether it be a YouTube video or whether it be a download on audio, you don't know how many people are in that room watching the same thing. And also right. you don't know if that particular episode impressed someone. You don't know how many people they told about it. Yeah, for sure. Word of mouth is a motherfucker. <laughs> it is still the best. Yeah. It is still the name of the game. Absolutely. Like, I mean, I can't tell you about like how many comedians, how many bands, or how many podcasts I started listening to just because of someone I respect and trust their opinion told me about. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just like... All right, someone as famous as Bert. Yeah. Kreischer. I learned about him through word of mouth, for yeah. Christ's sakes. I didn't know who that guy was. Right. I, I knew who Tom Segura was before I knew who he was. That's wild. And Ben knowing who Tom Segura was. Yeah. And then my friend sends me a, he sends me a, uh Instagram DM, but it's just a, a snippet of one of the reels or whatever. I didn't even open it. When you get like 14 reels on on your Instagram DMs, you tend not to look at all of them. Amen to that. And you know, and my, and my buddy's like, hey, did you see that video of so-and-so doing this so-and-so? I was like, no. At that point, it's almost like being in a group text and, yeah. ne- and never being a respondent. It's in like, it. just stop. Just stop sending. Just take me out of the group. Just If you're going to send me one, send me one. Yeah. Or two. Fourteen is excessive. It's a bit excessive. Five is excessive. Yeah. I don't want to watch YouTube videos or, or, or whatever for 30 minutes at a time. And then all I'm going to do is send a laugh face, and that's all. Because that's all it is. It's bullshit anyway. It's funny shit. But it was. Anyways, it was funny. It was funny as hell. And, and so it turned me on to the guy. And so I've been a fan ever since. Yeah. But, I mean, just something like that. Like, all I need is for somebody One to plug. take my clip and, and send it out on Instagram or send it out on Facebook or send it out on YouTube. And like, you know people did that? They did it. I, I found that that clip was on iFunny. It did a million on iFunny. <laughs> it did over a million on Facebook uh, Reels. It did 14 million on YouTube. 
And I don't know where else it went. It was it was in other places. People used it. You know, it was in one of the Instagram feeds where, where somebody would post it. And then you slide through all their shit. Yeah. And there's just different. It was in one of those. Yeah, they, they stole the they content. They stole it. So then I messaged them. I was like, I would appreciate if you would plug me and the podcast. Because that's my content. And, of course, they did. Oh, well, that was nice of them. Oh, yeah. Usually they don't. I was going to make them take it down. But I, I wasn't really. Right? Because I'm still getting... I'm still getting... Well, that, that's... And that's a big that's a big question. Like, you run into this. <clears throat> and that that's always been a holdback for me. Like, with producing, like, clips and even, like, getting into the video. Yeah. Is... And I, granted, I know, like, that's the point of it. Like, yeah. I really don't want to be taken out of context. Like... If I was to say something very provocative and viral, so to speak, yeah. But if it's taken out of con, out of con, out of context, yeah, out of context. Uh huh. Unless it's not, it, unless it's funny, yeah. I don't want nothing to do with it. I, I can see you know? that. Yeah. Like if I, you're if you're trying to paint me in some kind of weird way, yeah. Which I mean, personally, if there's a, if you've already made it, if someone's trying to paint you in an yeah. awkward manner, yeah. So let's go ahead and get that out there. That's a point. Right? That's a point. So if you've made it that far, then I don't give a fuck. Yeah. To be honest. And also, like, I want to talk to, about this. I mean, we talked a little bit about <laughs> it, but I think Bud Light and Anheuser-Busch, they proved, like, there is no such thing as bad press. When it comes to corporate, there is Shit, a such thing. But when it yeah. comes to the individual, there is no such thing as bad press. So, like, if someone was doing that... Yeah, like, I mean, you're... Still, that that's still good You're for me. You're blowing up. Yeah, yeah, I'm blowing up. But like, if that happens to a corporation, I guess because there's not a face on it. Oh, there is now. <laughs> yeah. It's a chick with a dude's face. Yeah. Gross. Okay. <clears throat> <laughs> well, not to say that because she's trans, just because she's ugly. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just put that. I'd, out. I'd like to say I think Dylan is a very talented person. Really. Yeah, you weren't. You hadn't showed up yet, and like when I was giving the big spill about Dylan, uh-huh. cause like I think I might have broke that story to Jake. Like I, we had planned to talk about that, and I, I sent like all the different takes that I had to him. I was like, I want to think about it when it comes to the shareholder. Like, okay, imagine being someone who is like heavily invested in Anheuser Busch, and their stock is down four billion dollars. Yeah. Yeah, that did, you did not look out for me as a company on that. No, and then like think about just just the people, because there is something about a beer, and I would never recommend drinking. I would actually like recommend to like never do anything. That would be the yeah. absolute best. Yeah, but uh, if but there is something to say about having a beer with the with the bros. Yeah, and like the people who drink Bud Light, that is not your clientele. Hell no. I mean, Kid Rock single-handedly pretty much, I think. And he also single-handedly took most of the flack. And I'm sure he's fine with it. And that. once again, that is good because, like, now he's there's relevant. no such thing as bad press for now an kid, individual. He's relevant again. Yeah. But that was... Shout out to him on Joe Dierte, too. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. I mean, the kid, man. Kid. The kid. The kid. And that's that's one thing I didn't understand. Like, you know, 
I want to get a fart mic. God, I feel like I have one. <laughs> um, the river runs through. <laughs> of, I have like musician and artist friends who like were, you know, and they were getting the clicks and the likes. I guess the dopamine that they wanted from like hating on Kid Rock. Yeah, and like I messaged them privately and said like made a very simple point: love him or hate him, he will probably be always more successful than you'll ever be. Oh yeah. Been that way since the 90s. Yeah. And then, like, you know, that take, well, it made him relevant again. I can't think of a time in my life when he wasn't. Am I a fan of his music? Yeah, he's got a couple bangers. Oh, he's got more than a few. Yeah. In my opinion. If, and also, it's like in Practical Jokers. Mm -hmm. He had, which I think is, it's no longer a thing. I think it's because he got tired of doing it, but he had his own cruise line. Oh, really? To where, like, you, you could go on a Kid Rock cruise. If you wanted to, it's not something that I think I would want to do. I didn't but. know that. Like, what is that there's going to be concerts on there and all kind of shit. Or? Yeah, and it's more like, yeah, yeah, I'm sure he'll do a show every night. But it's also like down at the casino, dude. Like we played poker with kid that night, or we hung out with kid at the by the swimming pool. Right. You know that would be interesting. I think it would be funny. We had we had we had a good time with kid at Cozumel, you know. Well, I think you know, de- whatever, you I know, it'd be a good on, story. It depends on what kind of person you are, because if you're the kind of person who knows what kind of person he is, you're the kind of person who's going to get on that cruise line. Well, yeah, and also he's got one of the most successful honky tonk bars in Nashville. But I'm just saying, most likely you're not going to go on a Kid Rock cruise if you're not a fan of Kid Rock. Why would you? Right. So and also, if he didn't have enough fans, why would Carnival or whomever team up with him to make that a possibility? He's got plenty of following, millions. Yes, easy. Now you might you might want to throw shade at those who like him, but I don't. Know, I like him. They don't care. And he's surgical with that machine gun. I'm gonna tell you that wasn't just him shooting. Oh, uh, it wasn't. Ain't no way. Oh, follow the tracers on those bullets, dude. That they were like. There was somebody behind him shooting, too. He had a line, probably. Yeah. That thing was in a firing squad. All those poor little beers. Yeah. Did you see them get the steam road in Oklahoma? Uh-uh. Dude, they lined up, like, cases and cases and cases. And I saw, like, this is one thing, like, uh, we'll do a little politics here. And I'm not being very political, and I'll, but I'll say this. Is uh, a left-right paradigm. The left would say, are you really upset about an aluminum can having a, a a tran on a beer can? And the obvious answer is like, yeah, that's upset. But what they forget is the left was upset about a video game, Hogwarts Legacy, because they believe that J.K. Rowling, the author of Harry Potter, is a turf. What is a turf? <laughs> that is a... Is that an acronym? Yeah, and I don't remember how the acronym breaks down, but it's a it's a feminist that uh, that doesn't like trans. Okay. Well, speaking of a tin can of a of a face on a tin can, okay. Follow me here. Seen a pretty good meme earlier, and it really hit home. Okay. Okay. So we, the righties, are mad about a face on a tin can. Okay. Okay. Well, it wasn't, but a few years ago, the lefties were mad about a picture on top of a tin roof. That's the point. Okay. So why is that fair? 
Well, and here, the General Lee had this, been around forever. That is quite the meme. I know the meme you're talking okay. about. So I'm kind of on our side right now. And that's and, the, and when I'm when I'm being a centrist about it, when I'm trying to understand both sides. Yeah. Both are on. Absolutely. And all they're doing is they're playing their side of the aisle. All I'm saying is, is but yet you have I'm a point. playing devil's advocate yeah. against them now. Yeah. Because why was it okay to do that? What about Aunt Jemima on the yeah, show? Or Uncle Ben. Uncle Ben. Or the neighbor. Land of Lake. Yeah. Did you know about the Land of Lakes? Yeah. Do you know all about the Land of Lakes? Oh, there's a secret there. Do you know the secret to the Land yeah. of Lakes? It's beautiful. That is beautiful. So beautiful. What the hell? Never forget what they took from us. Yeah. <laughs> nice rack. <laughs> Hell of a rack. Hell of a rack. I didn't uh, learn about that until last year. I, I, I was so happy about us. I was showing my coworkers. <laughs> Did you, how long has it been since you knew about it? Oh, dude, when I saw the viral video and you could still find the package. Yeah. And I took it to work, and I was like, check it out. <laughs> check it out. You, you, cut, you exacto knifed it open? Oh, yes, I did. That was badass. Damn. Whoever thought about doing that was a genius. And, that, and leads me to my next point. Who has that much time? I don't know. But I'm glad they did. Yeah, but it was in production, and it stayed in production. And right? also, to to go to our beloved football, huh? the Washington football team. It's not anymore. Yeah, they're the commanders. Commanders. What was wrong with the Chiefs? No, the Redskins. Redskins. What was wrong with that? Racist. How? Allegedly. You want to go? Well, no, I, mean, I don't. I they don't they go after Florida State over Seminoles, and then it just so turns out that that Indian tribe is like, no, we actually like that. Yeah, I think they even sponsor Florida State. Yeah. Right. So like, but I mean, you took away the Cleveland Indians, but you still got that Quaker Oatmeal guy on that. Like, you ever notice? Like, <laughs> with all the canceling, it's always someone that's not white. Yeah. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc what's so special about hero bread soft fluffy and delicious breads buns and tortillas these ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar fewer calories and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health shop now at hero.co kind of weird very weird. But I, I don't understand the Uncle Ben thing at all. I don't either. Uncle Ben's a G and I like his rice. For sure. Aunt Jemima was a sexy old bag, if you ask me. <laughs> That's some good syrup. She made- I got a buddy. You got to meet him. I've I've told Jake about him. Uh, maybe he can get a fourth chair on Man Up one day, but my boy Cobb. Yeah. He is a physical media guy, like okay. DVDs, CDs, records. Uh-huh. Uh, Aunt Jemima, Land Lake. He has all those packages. And he was like, when you come to my house, 
I, my house is now historical because I have all these old relics of things that have been canceled. Wow. That you can no longer get. And these big box stores, Target is doing this. It hasn't hit here yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've seen some Walmarts do it. Physical media. To go in the store to buy a Blu-ray disc, a DVD, a CD, a yeah. vinyl record. It's slowly going to go out of the window. Yeah. I have I have DVDs. I don't have CDs anymore. My CDs were robbed from me. I have thousands. They were robbed clean, I will admit, but they were robbed nonetheless. And then, so I, I sold, I sold off. I probably had 500 DVDs. I'm a movie connoisseur, if you didn't know. I love movies. I do. Especially, I like gangster movies. And you're trying to tell me you're an uncultured swan. I like gangster movies, and I like comedy (coughs) movies. Not big on action movies. I'm not an action Jackson guy. Not a suspense, suspense kind of guy. But comedy? You don't like The Secret Window? Never seen it. Never heard of it. Johnny Depp? Nope. Shit. I have an uncultured swine when it comes to certain things. But, like, when I say gangster movies, too, I'm not talking about just, like, Martin Scorsese Training movies. day. I'm not just talking about those. I'm talking, like, boys in the hood, yeah. dead presidents, that type of shit. Love it. Oh, I'm that way with my media when it comes to music. Yes. I just... I, I've got cassette tapes. Uh-huh. I don't even have a cassette player, but I got them. Really? And uh, I've got CDs. You got that old Travis Tritt on cassette? Dude, Travis Tritt, my boy, dude. He my boy. I like that. Did I ever tell you my my theory uh, on country music and Travis Tritt and Chris Stapleton? No. When, uh, and Travis Tritt's still a big deal. But did you notice, like, when he stepped out of the limelight, uh, the only voice that could replace Travis Tritt was Chris Stapleton, and he was immediately exposed? And did you know, like... He was uh, exposed? Well, he was brought to light. Like he replaced Travis Tritt. Okay. For like, they both have beautiful voices. I hate them. You don't like Chris? Don't. You ever listen to the Steel Drivers? I don't think so. Where rainbows never die. Go listen to that song sometime. Okay. It's probably one of my favorite country music songs. The Steel Drivers is a better iteration of Chris Stapleton. Although oh, that's I, his band. That was his band before he blew up. Okay. Yeah, uh, but when Travis Tritt left the limelight, Chris Stapleton. Chris Stapleton took his place. I just feel like Travis Tritt used to sing about shit that that is relevant to me. And Chris Stapleton's songs, the words, they don't resonate to me at all. Tennessee Whiskey is probably one of the most universal songs of recent. Like, whether Honky Tonk Bar or at a juke joint, it doesn't matter. Like, if I'm playing to a predominantly black crowd, predominantly white crowd, old crowd, young crowd... If you play Tennessee whiskey, mm-hmm. asses are gonna shake. Really? They're gonna get up and move. To slow ass Tennessee whiskey. They're gonna dance. Is that and, original? That's not an original for him, is it? No, it's not. Who sang that song? For? I don't know who originally sang it, but it doesn't matter. He's, it doesn't matter. He's, just... he's the one that made it famous. Did he? Somebody else didn't make it famous first? Probably, but we forgot. We can't even name him right now. I can't, but it just it just feels like that song was it may not be that song, actually. It may be another one. I tend to see that a lot in country music now. Um, covers. Yeah, Morgan Wallen blew up Cover Me Up, which was written by Jason Isbell. Yeah, and then um, 
Who did Kenny Chesney and somebody else did the same ass song? I can't even think. Crossing that in Ragweed, carry you home. Yeah, there you go. Cody Canada wrote that, but Brad Paisley made it big. Brad Paisley. But Cody Canada, you a fan of Crossing that in Ragweed? No, no. They're not really a thing anymore. Cody's kind of moved on. They all moved on. Uh, they just got they got older, and you know they got they got married and had kids. But I caught them in Starboy at the State Theater, but. Uh, Used to be uh, still. I, I still listen to all their CDs. Cody kind of pissed me off. I wasn't even at that show, but I saw a video uh, to where <clears throat> someone recommended him playing an older cross Canadian ragweed song named Alabama, which happens to be one of my, one of my favorite CCR songs. Yeah. And he was like, "I'm not gonna play that song because I wrote that song when I was a teenager, and I'm trying to play my new material." Wow. And I I did lose a little bit of respect for him. Yeah. Somebody who's not up to playing to the fans is kind of worthless even uh, to a point. Now, granted, like, uh, when I get booked to play a show, I'm not a cover artist. Right. And so, like, if I was playing, let's just say here in start, I was playing Dave's, and you walked up and you requested a cover song. Yeah, I could see you saying no. I'd politely tell you no. That's fine, but if, what if but you if, had but your if you, first single and you've been doing it for twenty years? Exactly. And I say, hey, Alan, man, I play really, Georgia. Yeah. Okay, I will. Thank you. And I and and you would probably be like, I would be that means by a that. lot. Yeah, that yeah, bring a tear to but a instead, glass. This dude's eye. a dick. Yeah. I don't know. You forget where you come from. I guess after a while, that's, that's kind of the thing. That's a problem. That's a problem. And did you like Matchbox Twenty? Fuck yeah. Do you like Rob Thomas solo? Not really. Have you listened to it? Uh, not recently. It yeah. is a little different. I like them both. I think Rob Thomas is a phenomenal songwriter. I really thought he was great with Santana. <laughs> that was a good one. That was so low. I don't know. I like Matchbox 20, but but then again, it's like, how long ago? You know 20 what I years. Mean? 20 years. So, I mean, I may not dislike the new Rob Thomas. So there's like current Rob Thomas music out. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I haven't heard it. I thought when you said new Rob Thomas, you meant Oh, just like ever since Matt, Matchbox 20 kind of he kind of stepped away and just did the singer-songwriter thing, you know. To be honest, I didn't realize that he did. I just thought they might have just stopped or maybe stayed together and I just well, they didn't did. hear uh, anything. But I, I think they stopped at the right time. Like when you hit that level, where else are you going to go? I don't know. Does that make sense? Yeah, is that kind of like uh It's almost like, you know, Mark McGrath. Sure. Or something like that. Sugar sure. Ray. Just, sure. They stopped at the right time. Yeah. They were iconic in the 90s. And it won't be long and I'll be bumping Sugar Ray because like uh Sugar Ray when summertime hits, oh yeah. Windows are down. Oh yes. I and have a playlist, dog. I have a 90s playlist. Don't we all? Fantastic. And it is a summertime playlist. Yeah, definitely is, and there's a lot of things and, I don't. And I, when spring break runs around, we might have talked about this, and they're kind of uh, kind of nasty. But I had a host. My last spring break, I went on. All we listened to was Swayze. Yeah. And every time spring break rolls around, even though I'm in Startville, while all the Startville kids are on spring break, yeah. I'm bumping Swayze. He's bumping it. That's cool, though. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think so. <laughs> if if you're not doing it, you're not being true to yourself. I think I think that's the point. That's that is absolutely the point. 
if you can't be true to yourself, who can you be true to? Nobody. You know what I mean? Like, if you can't be honest with Alan, if I can't be honest with me, who can I be honest with? Nobody. You're fake as fuck if you can't do that. Yeah. But well, that, that's something that we're dealing with now, and it's coming to fruition. I saw viral videos today, and I'm thankful for this. And I, I, don't, I don't know if it is, uh, if it's, uh, probably not, because, like, this is not, like, a, a big podcast. I would put this, like, in a 5%er, and I want to be in the 1%er. Yeah. But uh, as far as having, like, cultural influence, right. students are beginning to stand up to all this dumbass bullshit that their schools are teaching them. Yeah. Like, um, it was, uh, not to get too technical, but there was a trans activist holding a trans flag in front of a school and was given a spill, and here come a bunch of students took the flag away from him it's like we're not doing that we're not we're not doing this confusion we believe in truth and i was like thank there you there you go yeah and and that is something that is and is important that we're doing here and we're doing on every platform that we can get on is it's not that i want to be mean to those people no i don't want to shit on anybody but i, I, I feel bad because like there you don't know who you are right it's an identity crisis yes and also, it's being medicated with hormone therapy. That's not going to fix anything. Kind of goes back to that to that chicken in the lab we were talking about earlier. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just chicken in the lab, dude. And so, like, and, and that is one thing, like, whenever I'm getting to be too overweight, I have good friends that tell me, you're getting fat. And I respect that. It hurts my feelings, but I need to hear it. Right. When I'm getting through outline on the podcast, I have fans <coughs> email me like, "Hey, or even like even direction, they might send me stories." Thank y'all, but I don't think I'm on line with this. Is like, I believe in truth, and I believe it is objective. Like, yeah, we can know the truth, and but one side of the aisle believes in there is no truth; it's power. So everything that they do is in seek of power. So whatever they can do to have power, they will twist and fabricate. So it's more subjective. Everything will be more subjective. That's ridiculous. And then they'll they'll hide behind, well, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Which is true. To an extent. To an extent. But truth is objective. Yeah. There's truth and lie. That's it. Right. Absolutely. And they and a lot of people like talk about like the right side of history. And that was my point. When I was talking about the sixties and seventies, yeah, about how we like believing that it was a hippie putting a flower in a barrel of a gun, yeah. No, if you look, it was Dirty Harry, and even on music, it was the Monkees, it was Led Zeppelin, it was punk rock, and it was uh, anti-hero. Yeah, and we are reliving that now. I want to be punk rock. I want to be anti-hero. Yeah, and I want to walk in the truth. I can't agree any more than what you yeah. just said. I mean, I don't want my kids to grow up thinking that all this shit is real. That shit is not real. It's not real. Everyone it leads to suicide. It seems like everyone in this country lives in a fairy tale. I may be this crazy, outspoken, goofy fellow, but at least I know what I am. Exactly. And, and like, I've had conversations with... 
people who were doing that. And uh, I've had friends, like, introduce me to these people. It's like, I think you should have them on your podcast and let them tell you their story. I'm, I'm for that. But it would be very confrontational. I'm sure. I would hope so. Because, I mean, <coughs> you look at most of them are intellectuals even, right? But it's not that intellectual. No, it's not. It's nihilism. It's not, but they are mostly intellectuals that I've noticed have these issues, right? It's the smart people. The smart people who are too fucking stupid to say, oh, wow, I got a penis. I'm a dude. Yeah. I mean, like, they hmm. can't even define what a woman is. No. I can tell you what a woman is. Yeah. I'm not going to. on the air, but I can tell you what a woman is. I can tell you, too. I'll tell you on air. You tell me, and I'll give you my definition It has later. the most wonderful things, and surgery cannot give you those things. No. And and they are so much more than that. Um, look at every baby ever born. Yes. It came from a woman. It's a beautiful thing. Sometimes. And when conflict breaks out, women and children are the first ones to get out of the country, and the boys and the men have to stay and fight. There's a reason for that. As long as one boy lives, we can reproduce. Yeah, we'll be all right. So do you put one in a vault? No. No? Because men are, we are geared for conflict. Just curious, though. That's curiosity. Do you at least save, do you at least save one on purpose? One, one will save, one will be saved. On purpose. They won't all die. No, but I'm just saying. Because not all are going to go fight. Because you have, you have the women and children back. <clears throat> it might take for some time for them to come to fruition. And they might, not, they might not know their heritage. Right. Which is something that we're dealing with once again. It repeats itself when we're talking about reparations right now. Uh, Cassius Clay. You know who that is? Muhammad Ali. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. That's right. If you look at his history, when he was Cassius Clay... Uh, he converted to the nation of Islam. It made him incredibly racist. Do you remember what he did to, to Joe Frazier? He ostracized a lot of boxing fans to make Joe Frazier look like Uncle Tom. Joe Frazier hmm. took that hatred to his grave. Really? He never. They fought three times. Muhammad won twice. Joe won once. Yeah. And. In the last fight that Muhammad won, uh, they they were both battered and bruised. Like uh, Muhammad's corner wanted to throw in the towel, and Joe's Joe's Joe was telling his corner, "Please don't throw the towel. I want to beat him." Because at that time it was Islam versus Christianity. That's what that boxing match was like. That's why boxing is my favorite sport. Okay. Because you take you take someone like Joe Lewis. Yeah. He fought an Aryan, a German, right before World War II was about to break out. <clears throat> And you had uh, America's best at that time, a black American fighting an Aryan, which the Nazis and Adolf Hitler were saying was a superior race. Yeah. Joe Lewis whooped his ass. That's the beauty of boxing, man-to-man, mano-a-mano. Yeah, I can see that. And so Cassius Clay, Muhammad Ali, in his late days, grew out of his racism, uh-huh. went on to be one of the greatest humanitarians and philanthropists, and even was friends with a whole lot of what people would say a very polarizing character 
he supported Donald Trump. Oh, wow. He thought that Donald Trump was one of the greatest things that America needed at the time. Hmm. How about that? That's something. What a turnaround. That is. What a life. Yeah. And a lot of people don't think about that. I guess in order to do that, you actually have to look at the whole picture. Exactly. Instead of what you're being fed, mm-hmm. which is like half, half, three quarters. Nah, all of us are doing now. Yeah. Yeah. Looking at what we're given instead of the whole picture. Mm-hmm. You know. And I mean, and that is one thing that I would like to, and I, and I'm going to little by little. Maybe not with more of the music interviews, and I don't like. Um, I wouldn't push my faith on anyone. I'm, I don't think it's wrong to proselytize, <clears throat> but a lot of people who are in the artsy fartsy community are fairly set in their ways. And but uh, what are they like? Non-denominational <coughs> or just? No, th- there are Christians in the mix, but uh, a lot of them are atheists. Atheists, okay. And uh, their worldview is. It, 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 the, it's very nihilistic. It's a very negative approach. Doesn't think very highly of humanity, which I find to be very odd because the arts is one thing that is supposed to enhance. I mean, you think about a renaissance. You think about uh, this this great uh, cultural development, and how can culture develop if you think so negative about right, it? Right, because you're looking at the beauty and everything when exactly you're, when you're an artist. Yeah, and that is one thing with the podcast, and even with my music, I take so serious. Is like I want to. I want to encourage and promote humanity. and Right. Like, yeah, well, we got some issues, but we can work through them. Absolutely. But I would also like to uh, openly tell people that uh, I believe Jesus Christ is the only way. And, like, yeah, I cuss, I smoke, and I drink, but at the end of the day, like, uh, I'm so thankful that I was born and raised in a family that took me to church. Right. And that... I've read the book, and um, when I think about principles and telling stories to my nieces and nephews, these stories came from the Bible, and they teach a moral principle. Right. Like, do you know the reason why, and we get off this, we'll do something fun, but um, why uh, we're innocent until proven guilty? I don't. The presumption of innocence? No. It comes from the story of Sodom and Gomorrah. Okay. In Genesis. When, like, you know, I've not read the book, right? Yeah. Okay. That's fine. Okay, I'm just letting you know. But God was about to destroy the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah. Because they were very immoral, which is ironically what America's doing now. But uh, Abram, Abraham pleaded with God, if you find 100, if you find 50, if you find 25, if you find 10, if you find 1, Righteous, don't destroy the city. He couldn't even find that. Really? And Abraham's nephew, Lot, was lodging in that city at the time. God allowed, sent two angels and got Lot out and his family. And when Lot's wife looked back, she became a pillar of salt. Because the point was to not look back on the immorality of that city. Okay. And that is where we get the presumption of innocence because uh, Abraham pleaded with God just to to not see them as guilty, but to try to find the innocence first. Right. And that is the 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 moral framework that our Constitution 
and the framework of this nation was built on. It was built on a Christian principle, but we are no longer a Christian nation. No. And so I would argue that a Christian worldview is the only thing that is applicable to a constitution framework of a nation. So therefore, if we're not going to be a Christian nation, we should throw the constitution out. Yeah. That's a fact. Because like we're we're not living with we're not living morally. No. Nothing about this nothing about the whole nation is there's no morality in the nation at all right now. Yeah. Nothing about it. There is there's 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 no point and I don't understand why anyone would defend it why a child should be at a drag show. Hell no. Like dude, like let me take your five year old to the pony. Okay. See what I'm saying? Yeah. That is technically the same thing. It is. Or let's uh, let's load up your kids and let's take them to a burlesque show or a Chippendale. No. We would never do that. No. You got a better chance of taking my son to the pony, buddy. But. And so like, I don't understand like why people are defending that. Because kids aren't kids anymore. There's no innocence in a child Did anymore. Did you see the Dalai Lama? No. You know who you know the Dalai Lama? You know what that is? I don't. So the Dalai Lama is like I heard the term but I don't know what it means. It's a Buddhist thing. Huh? Buddhist thing. Buddhist. Some even Hinduism, but Is that like their It's their Pope, so to speak. Okay. And he was just caught on hot camera, like I would say this kid was eight years old, asking an eight year old kid to suck his tongue. Why? Suck my tongue. Suck my tongue. Why? Because he's a fucking pedophile. Well, that's gross. I don't even want my wife to suck my tongue. I'm kind of fucking... <laughs> I've never thought about any, but like, what? That is a... What kind of pervert so kind of ass a, shit is odd that? Odd request. Very odd. <laughs> so not only is he a pedophile, but he's a fucking deeply, darkly perverted pedophile. Yeah. Well, I guess you would be that anyways, but still, I guess you would call but him a, that doesn't stop CNN and freaky. the BBC, BBC and other news organizations to carry water for him. And, like, don't let them lie to you. So they're good with it. Oh, they love it. Which would lead me to my next point. Quit watching the fucking news. Yeah, it ain't I, nothing but fucking propaganda. I don't watch the news. But there was a poll that came out. It was a very popular poll. Millions of people responded. You know who uh, they had four options. Okay. Newspapers. Yeah. Uh, news channels. Okay. Podcasters. Okay. Influencers. Podcasters. Who do you trust the most? Podcasters. That's the way the poll went. 39%, which was the highest percentage. Next was 33 with influencers. Yeah. Who do you trust for information? Podcasters. Why? Because a podcaster, I'm biased, I guess. Whether it's like someone like you or me. Now, granted, like porch talk is it's a it's worldwide. Like it, there ain't a continent ain't touched. Yeah. And maybe they listen just because they like the way that we talk. Maybe. Or maybe they like the points that they, that we make. Yeah. But I think they trust us because they see the humanity in us and they can relate to us. Yeah. They're every day just like us. I don't know where the hell they grow these fucking people who are on the news channels. I think they have to go through some kind of satanic ritual before they... Something. Those people are not human, even, maybe. Yeah. 
I don't know. I turn it on to laugh. I don't turn it on at all, buddy. I know you know this already, but yeah, young culture swine you. You know I've <laughs> I've been <laughs> and I've been this way all my life. I've never been one like like the wife. She she tends to say things like, "Oh, you never watch. You're not up to date on things. You don't want to." It's like there are only negative things. Where you find me a channel with all positive shit, and I'll watch it. Yeah, I'll listen to it. But I gives no fuck about listening to, like you say, the Dalai Lama's getting his tongue sucked by a little kid. Nothing I want to go to sleep thinking about. (laughs) I don't want to go to sleep about some transgender woman going and killing a bunch of nine-year-olds. Shit, I want to go to sleep listening to. You know what I mean? Louisville shooter that shot up the bank? Don't know nothing about it. That happened, and you're going to see more. We don't have the manifesto from the trans shooter in Nashville yet. Okay. There's a reason why. Why? I know what's in that manifesto. What? If that manifesto comes out, there's going to be rhetoric, <laughs> rhetoric of Christianity uh, targeting trans, and that is the divide. The trans movement, their biggest enemy is Christianity. Yeah. Because... The Bible, which Christianity stands on, it does not align with that belief. Hell no. I know that. I've never even read it. And that's going to be a part of that manifesto. That's going to be the biggest part. Think they'll release it or no? Eventually, after the FBI or CIA gets done doctoring it. But with the Louisville shooter, that family, he shut up a bank where he worked. Oh, his own job. Yeah. Okay. The family reported that he has been mentally ill for a while, and they have been addressing it. And that was an outlash. Same with that trans shooter in Nashville. We do not have a gun problem in this country. Now, granted, no. and a lot of everything that you see on the news, it doesn't report. People get murdered and shot every day, even in this town. Yeah. Now, majority of that, while it's not reported, it doesn't make the news. It don't fit the narrative. It's gang on gang violence. You don't talk about that. So yeah, that's okay. And these people, like when you talk about taking away a gun, the only people who are going to participate in that are law-abiding citizens. All these incidents happen in gun-free zones. Which then does what? Turns this place into Mad Max. Yeah. Right. I'm not a fan. I'm not giving up my shit. Not either. No way. Makes me want to buy more. Yeah, they're going to have to come take them. And good luck. Very good luck. They'll be taking them out of a dead man's hands, I can tell you that. Yeah, it's you and me at that point. Yep. Because I don't want to be like... Because I believe in this. A armed society is a very polite one. Yeah, for sure. Because you don't know who's carrying and that's a damn good thing. It's another thing. I, I, you know, when they just started the open carry shit, it kind of reminded me like we're going back to the wild west. Western civilization. Yeah, it's just like, let's do it. Which historically ain't as wild as they depict in the movies, but we all know that. But still, but I get where you're coming still. from. Like one of my favorite songs to sing. It's a lot wilder than it is now, though, right? Yeah. It's uh, Jesse James by Psych P's Abraham Partridge song. <laughs> I just posted it up on the the Facebook. You can watch it there if you want to see it. But 
Um, the opening line in that song is, I wish I had a pistol. I wish I had a cause. And I'd stand up at the head of a band of outlaws. Hmm. And if I had me a cause, there ain't no man that I'd fear. And I'd put my pistol in my pocket, and I'd charge the very gates of hell. Jesus. That's the, that's the opening line nice. of that song. I love singing that song. That's legit, though, man. <laughs> it really is. It's the truth. And it would it would absolutely, I think, because it faded out, you know. You remember when Hope and Carrie started up, everybody had a pistol on their hip around here mm-hmm. for, for a year. And then and, and now the, everything's changed. Everything's changed. Yeah. I don't see it ever. I haven't seen it in a year, at least. It would probably freak a lot of people out, but I can't tell you how many shows I played to where I had a little pistol, like the strap down by my ankle. Yeah. Or, like, concealed carry around my waist. No, I think concealed's cool, but I think Con- open's cooler. <laughs> I'm not going to... I'm not going to be on stage, like, just... I know. I'm just saying, the dynamic of an of a, of a open carry, it's like, all right... You know I got it. But my thing is, what like, you gonna do about who stops it? a bad guy with a gun? A good guy with a gun. Yeah. So wouldn't you, in a public place, wouldn't you want to have 10 of me? For sure. 50 of me? 100 of me? For sure. Versus that one dickhead? Yeah, absolutely. Every time. And, I mean, so that's what I think. That's what I think about. I just think about a bunch of Clint Eastwoods and John Wayne's running around. This that's what I'm saying. Dirty Harry's. Yes. Anti-heroes. Cool. If the law won't take the law into their hands, yeah. I'll take it into my own. And there you go. I'll bring justice. But, I mean, and then can they do anything to you about it? Yeah, they will. You'll be locked up for it because our justice system is fucked. Maybe. Maybe. But maybe every now and then. It, every it now depends and then, on the situation. Every now and then you get those anomalies. But, I mean, I mean, you, if you have one of those in that school that all those little kids got shot up in. Do you go to jail for that? I'd say not. <laughs> kind of like what was the what was the place? What was the Uvalde, Texas? Is Uvalde, it, to where the cops were like scared to go on in? camera, like uh, putting hand sanitizer on their hands and yeah. not dealing with it. Yes. Versus how quick Nashville reacted. Yes. Now, granted, six people died, but what if they didn't react quicker? Yeah, everybody could have died. And there's videos of them hyping each other up, like, "Yeah, we're going upstairs. That's where the guns are." Yeah. Thank God for those men. Hell yeah. Those are good guys with guns. Absolutely. Uvalde was a bunch of cowards. They were scared to death. And that's a th- that's another thing I think about when I think about the police force. And you have my favorite mass shooter survivor, David Hogg. That's why he's famous. He's Don't about know. to graduate Harvard. David Hogg? Yeah. Yeah, look him up sometime. He's a dipshit. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, and he said uh, that if the answer to answering gun violence is to arm good guys with guns, why don't we provide flamethrowers for forest fires? And the dumbass doesn't even realize that's how you do that. Like, you literally do fight <laughs> fire with fire. All right. Like, roads... Highways are literally firebreakers. Yeah. And the best way to fight fire sometimes, especially with a forest, 
is a forest fire. It's called a controlled burn. All right. You burn on two ends and let them burn in the other, into each other, and they burn yeah. out. Ta-da! The problem is solved. <laughs> and so, by his dumbass remarks, he solves the problem. Wow. We are the flamethrower to that fire. True. Yeah, I have no problems with it. At all. No qualms about it. If I knew that my kids were in that situation, I would definitely want somebody, police or not, maybe a teacher, maybe a... Why not all those... Um now, granted, obviously, some are probably mentally ill, but all these uh, veterans that our country seems to not care about, I the do. Ones that aren't fucked up in the head, yeah, give them a job. Why don't you make them a security guard? Absolutely. The ones that aren't fucked up in the head. Exactly. I'm not going to say that all of them aren't. But I don't blame them for being screwed up in the head. I couldn't no. imagine. I couldn't imagine seeing my brothers. I don't blame them, but it's... Being killed by like I said, my cousin, my cousin's fucked up from it. Bad. He's in jail right now. He's fucked up. Forever. Dear friend of mine, dude, when he got back from his second tour in Afghanistan, uh, he came to that house party I was talking to you about. Yeah. After he'd been gone for a time. Mm-hmm. And we were all sitting around after the party was over, and he was sharing war stories. And he's like, "We shot a guy until we saw pink mist." And then he laughed, and I was like, "That ain't funny." That ain't no. That ain't <laughs> right. That's a that is the darkest humor. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty tough, right there. But anyway, but I mean, sometimes that's what you got to do to cope, right? That's a coping mechanism. Dude, you want to walk them out on a happy note? Yeah. What do you want to tell the people, the good people? I, I, I you asked it. I wanted to do it. I just thought you meant that I want them to leave on a happy note. I want them to leave on a happy note. And I'll tell you. I don't have any happy notes. I have right all now. the happy notes. Give me a happy note. You know the secret song or the secret chord that David played and it pleased the Lord? No. It happened that it's going to be played at Porch Fest 23. Hey. So come on out uh, this Friday and Saturday, oh. April 14th and 15th. Munson Brothers, downtown Columbus. Any questions, concerns, comments? Contact your boy if you miss it and you listen to this episode like next week, like a, a Nimrod. Cool, you miss it. But I still love you. Want all you good people to know that uh, more Man Up shows. We got Uncultured Swine. We're going to be yeah. working on that. More Porch Talk. There's always more content. And if you're still hanging around, I bet you do enjoy content like this. So I just uh, found the Tyler. I, I, I just I found you. the happy. Yeah. So I just found on, my come happy. On, come on, get it. So you just plug Porch Fest again. Sounds like I have two episodes coming out this week. You do. Hey, got them. <laughs> There's my happy. Yeah. You plugged it twice. But on top of that, dude, is like, dude, I am I'm so excited about Uncultured Swine. Oh, so could you give, and I know you're still working on the the idea of it, but could you give people... An idea of what what it's going to be about. I hope it's more of a learning experience for me. Okay. I want. So, like, who are. I would like. Are you solo casting or are you going to bring. I'm going to start solo casting. You're solo casting. I'm going to solo cast the first few episodes. Oh my God, that's so exciting. I'm going to do that. It's hard. I know. And then, you know, I actually thought about bringing the wife on a few times a week. Oh, Tay Tay. Yeah. She has. 
some outlooks that are yes, different. She does. They're very different. And I, I would like to share her with the world. I think it would be fun. And then I'd love to have you on multiple times. I hope so. A million. Um, I, I have a few other people that I would like for you to hear their stories. Stories that you would only believe in, you know, stupid ass movies. <laughs> so there's gonna be there's gonna be some comedy. There's gonna be some some culture for me to learn about there. You know, um, is that gonna be Tay Tay bringing you the culture? I hope so. I hope so because I'm, you know, in real life I'm not gonna listen to her bullshit. But in a, <laughs> on a podcast though, it's it's an open floor. Okay, she can leave the kitchen for a little while. Oh yeah. Mercy, mercy, mercy. That's just a joke. I'm with it. Tyler, it's always a damn pleasure, bub. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. All right. Nothing else to do, kids. Uh, take care of yourselves. Hope to see you at Porch Fest. If not, maybe the next one. Peace out. Peace. How's that? What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.